The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into John chapter 12, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you are having a beautiful week. It is Friday, guys. That means for me, tomorrow it is my best friend's wedding. Yes, tomorrow I am losing my best friend forever. <laughs> I'm super excited. This would be the first wedding of, like, a friend that I've been to. Well, actually, that's a lie. The second wedding of a friend, but the first wedding of a friend who could very well be me, as in my age, as in I feel like I'm getting old, my friends are getting married people, so that's happening and I'm super excited about that. So that means that there probably won't be any episode on Sunday because I just simply have no time, so I hope you forgive me, but I'm going to be off celebrating in Covid style with masks and social distancing, woohoo! Anyway, let's jump right in to John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel! And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him, and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, and raised him from the dead, continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, 
and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant be also. If anyone serves me, then God will honour him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, for again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak, and I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Amen. So that was John chapter 12. I think more than anything I'm struck by how fickle the crowd is, and isn't the crowd such representation of our hearts? Here they are, so excited and full of praise and joy and singing and dancing. Yet, a short time later, they're just as passionate about killing Jesus. They're shallow and fickle and emotional. And isn't that like us and our sin? Sometimes we're so kind of excited and full of praise and joy and we're glorifying God and then the next minute we're committing the same sin that we've just repented about. I mean, I know that definitely is me. I guess like the whole emotional aspect is something that we need to be careful of. We have like amazing worship services and we have all these lights and smoke and all of this stuff. And I, I've attended some churches where there's such emphasis on creating an atmosphere where people just feel excited and good. But there's so much more to the Christian life than emotion. I mean, sure, we should be joyful and excited and we should be singing our praises to God and thanking him daily. 
but without a deep root in his word and a deep personal relationship with him based on his word and trusting in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, all of that emotional stuff is just fluff. The church today seems to be drifting more and more into emotionalism. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> that's just my observation of a lot of churches in America just what is attracting especially my generation i think something that's attracting my generation is less of jesus and a study of the word from from where we can get just this surpassing joy that transcends understanding but just based on kind of a superficial kind of 10 bridge song with cool lights and amazing worship leaders so yeah i mean to be honest with the amount of things I see online, I feel like we need another reformation. The church needs to get back into more Bible teaching, focusing on God and his character and not our feelings. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the main thing that stood out to me in John chapter 12. I wonder what stood out to you most, and I wonder if you can relate to anything that I've said. I will be posting some study questions on Instagram as usual, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to DM me or send me an email at whynotpodcast at gmail.com. But anyway, join me on Monday where we jump into John chapter 13. And until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.